Subhagavada gets talking with Hayavadana and realizes that he has in fact been born with a horse's head. Bhagavada Oh ho, poor man! But, Hayavadana, what can anyone do about a head once born with? Who knows what error committed in the last birth is responsible? Hayavadana annoyed. It has nothing to do with my last birth. It's this birth which I can't shake off. Bhagavada, tell us what happened. Don't feel ashamed. Hayavadana enraged. Ashamed? Me? Why should I? Sorry, I beg your pardon. I should have said shy. Hayavadana gloomy. It's a long story. Carry on. My mother was the princess of Karnataka. She was a very beautiful girl. When she came of age, her father decided that she should choose her own husband. So, princes of every kingdom in the world were invited and they all came. From China, from Persia, from Africa. But she didn't like any of them. The last one to come was the princess, prince of Araby. My mother took one look at that handsome prince sitting on his great white stallion and she fainted. Actor, ah, Hayavadana. Her father at once decided that this was the man. All arrangements for the wedding were made. My mother recovered. And do you know what she said? Actor and Bhagavada, what? Hayavadana, she said. She would only marry that horse. Actor, what? Yes, she wouldn't listen to anyone. The prince of Araby burst a blood vessel. Naturally, no one could dissuade her. So ultimately, she was married off to the white stallion. She lived with him for 15 years. One morning, she wakes up and no horse. In its place stood a beautiful, celestial being. A Gandharva. Apparently, the celestial being had been cursed by the god Kubera to be born a horse for some act of misbehavior. After 15 years of human love, he had become his original self again. Bhagavada. I must admit, several such cases are on record. Released from his curse, he asked my mother to accompany him to his heavenly abode. But she wouldn't. She said she would come only if he became a horse again. So he cursed her. No, he cursed her to become a horse herself. So my mother became a horse and ran away, prancing happily. My father went back to his heavenly abode. Only I, the child of their marriage, was left behind. It's a sad story, very sad. What should I do now, Bhagavadasa? What can I do to get rid of this head? So now Bhagavada wants to know how Hayavadana had been born with this head. He wonders whether it was any error that he had committed in his last birth. But this annoys him terribly. He says, no, it has nothing to do with my last birth. It is only my present birth that I cannot shake off. Bhagavada insists that he should tell him what has happened and asks him not to feel ashamed. He is still annoyed and he says he is not at all ashamed. But then it's a long story. And then he narrates the story about how his mother, the princess of Karnataka, 
had been uh, arranged, a swamvara had been arranged for her and princes from China, Persia, Africa and different other countries had come but she didn't like any of them. But as soon as she saw the prince of Araby, she fell down unconscious. And her father thought that this was on account of the liking he, she had towards the prince and made arrangements for the wedding. But when she recovered, she said that she loved the horse on which the prince of Araby had arrived and that she would only marry the stallion. She wouldn't listen to anyone. And the prince of Araby was so shocked that he burst a blood vessel. No one could dissuade her and finally she was married off to the horse and she lived with him for 15 years. But one morning when she woke up, the horse had changed into a Gandharva and uh, he had actually been cursed by God Kubera to be born a horse on account of his misbehavior. And after 15 years of human love, he had turned into his original, turned back to his original self. So this story is in fact uh, a slight twist to the tales the the very odd normal tales that we have in the epics the Mahabharata and the Ramayana where we have many such tales of uh, princes being cursed by rishis or uh, gods and uh, this is a slightly ironic take uh, or uh, 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 an ironic take on these tales where Bhagavada also admits that several such cases are on record so it is in fact uh, a twist to the tales, to the uh, Puranic tales that we find here. Hayavadana then brings in the twist, how uh, the twist is in, uh, works out in such a way that uh, when the Gandharva uh, asks the princess to uh, stay with him, the princess refuses because she, uh, she feels that she had fallen in love not with the prince but rather with the horse and she refuses to stay with him. The Gandharva curses her again and uh, she becomes a horse but uh, she is actually really happy to be a horse and she prances back uh, wherever she she prances away happily and uh, the Gandharva goes back to his heavenly abode but the child that is born to them uh, with the head of a horse and the body of a human being is left behind no one is there to take care of the child so this is in short the story of Hayavadana. Bhagavada admits that it is really a sad story. What should I do now, Bhagavada, sir? What can I do to get rid of this head? So, you should remember that the theme of this play is the idea of completion, where the, how every human being or every creature on this universe yearns to be complete. So, this idea of uh, completion is what runs throughout the thread of the story and even in the story that Hayavadana narrates the princess wants to marry a horse but she is happy even though she is cursed because she is a complete horse she is neither half human nor half horse she is a complete horse and in that sense she is totally happy about her situation so uh, Hayavadana also is similar to his mother he yearns for completion. He does not feel complete now because he only has the head of a horse but his body is that of a human being. Bhagavada. Hayavadana. What's written on our foreheads cannot be altered. So this is a usual, uh, it, it is an imitation of the usual conversation that we have especially in an Indian context where everyone believes that everything that happens is based on destiny. And uh, again, 
there is uh, an ironic take on all these day-to-day uh, -day conversations that we have or that we have probably lifted from our ancient texts. The idea that uh, those who are uh, those who commit wrong should be cursed or uh, the, the, the fact that um, the idea that sorry uh, everything is decided by fate. So all these notions are critically looked at in this play. Hayavadna slapping himself on the forehead. But what a forehead. What a forehead. If it was a forehead like yours, I would have accepted anything. But this, I have tried to accept my fate. My personal life has naturally been blameless. So I took interest in the social life of the nation. Civics, politics, patriotism, nationalism, Indianization, the socialist pattern of society. I have tried everything. But where's my society? Where? You must help me to become a complete man, Bhagavad sir. But how? What can I do? So Hayavadana feels that his destiny is too unfortunate, so much so that he cannot alter it and he cannot accept his destiny. He has tried to accept it and he has tried to do everything possible to make his personal life completely shown of blame. He had been very actively participating in the social life of the nation. He was an active part of civics, politics, patriotism, nationalism, Indianization. So this is also a critique of all those uh, hypocritical ideas that we hold about the nation, about uh, social activism and so on. So Hayavadana uh, uh, admits that he has tried doing everything but then eventually what he needs is completion. Because even though he has been actively indulging in all this, he cannot call human beings a part of his society because he is not a total human being. So what can he call his society? Where is his society? He tells Bhagavata that he should help him to be a complete man. Long silence, they think. Benares, what? If you go to Benares and make a wow in front of the god there, I tried that, didn't work. Rameshwaram, Benares, Rameshwaram, Gokarn, Haridwar, Gaya, Kedarnath, not only those, but the Darga of Kwaja Yusuf Baba, the Grotto of our Virgin Mary. I've tried them all. Magicians, mendicants, Maharishis, Fakirs, Saints and Sadhus. Sadhus with short hair, Sadhus with beards, Sadhus in saffron, Sadhus in the altogether hanging, singing, rotating, gyrating on the spikes in the air. Under water, under the ground, I've covered them all. And what did I get out of all this? Everywhere I went, I had to cover my head with a veil. And I started going bald. You know, I hate this head. But I just can't help being fond of this lovely long mane. So, I had to give the mist to Tirupati. So, here in almost uh, tragical, comical fashion, Hayavadana narrates his fate. Bhagavada suggests that he should go to Benares as a pilgrimage. But Hayavadana states how he has uh, taken count of everything. He has done everything. He has gone to Rameshwaram, Benares, Gogarn, Haridwa, Gaya, Kedarnath, all the holy places of pilgrimage. He has also gone to uh, the pilgrimage places of different religions of Islam. The Darga of Kwaja Yusuf Baba. He has gone to uh, uh, the Grotto of the Virgin Mary. He has tried everything. He has tried Hinduism, Christianity, Islam. He has even tried magicians, mendicants, maharishis, fakirs, saints, sadhus, every holy man of every category, even holy places, sadhus of different kinds. Again, this is a critical take on uh, the, the, the system uh, of 
perhaps uh, saffronization or uh, the idea of uh, the idea the, the the excessive importance that Indi indians give to uh, sadhus fakirs and holy men is probably uh, slightly ridiculed here where we have uh, a reference to the different types of sadhus that we find in indian society sadhus in saffron sadhus in the all together sadhus doing many different type of things hanging singing rotating gyrating gyrating is an even vig more vigorous form of rotation so uh, if we check the puranas or uh, the vedas uh, we find many references to sadhus uh, meditating in different ways uh, the hanging in the air hanging in mid air probably singing even rotating or gyrating spinning away so there are many different ways in which sadhus are portrayed as meditating in the holy texts or uh, there are even sadhus meditating on spikes they stand on pointy spikes and meditate some are seen meditating in the air some underwater some underground so every type every different type of holy men have been covered i've met them all and out of all this i got nothing everywhere i went i had to cover my head with a veil because i was on a pilgrimage and i started uh, and and not only that i didn't want anyone to see my head because i had the head of a horse and people would naturally stare at me so i had to cover my head and i covered it so much that i have started going bald and even though i hate this head i don't like this head because it is a horse's head but i love this beautiful long mane that i have the horse's mane it's very beautiful and that's the reason why i didn't go to tirupati so it is almost uh, uh, amusing and comical to know that the uh, the haivadana is is so fond of his mane in spite of the fact that he hates his horse's head so much so that he didn't go to tirupati why because if he had gone to tirupati he would have had to shave off his hair as penance so uh, this uh, is a passage which also provokes a lot of laughter from the audience we'll pause there and continue in the next recording